and welcome back to Hey Look Listen. My name is Liam Sheehan and I'm joined here amazingly by Jonathan Morrissey, Kevin O'Carroll and Owner Reardon. It's a full deck. Is that a good metaphor? It's a full deck of Hey Look listeners. Everyone, welcome. Not to exclude anyone, I'd like to put a specific welcome to Own. It's been a long time. How are you doing, my friend? I am very, very good, Liam. Um, had to dust off the old podcasting kit. Um, I do I do keep it in a box uh, underneath the stairs <laughs> and uh, it's it just collected so much dust and it was it was really awesome to break it out and uh say hello to my old friend and of course it's you know we were saying before this it's been forever since i've been on um kev marcy and liam yourself it's it's really good to see you guys um physically nothing has changed on any of you which is very nice to see we'll take that i think that's perfect at this age yeah it's pretty good that's the highest compliment that i will give you <laughs> Well, what better thing to get us all gathered again than none other than the Jeff Keighley Awards for Excellence? We're talking about Games of the Year nominations this this uh, week. Not because, you know, I think it's like the Oscars, isn't it? You know, kind of gaming or anything, any ceremony is kind of shit, but it's fun to talk about if you're into the thing. And I think this is an elegant way, because since there were so many good games this year, this is an elegant way to talk about some of the heavy hitters that Jeff Keighley and his... Um, institution have elegantly <laughs> elegantly compiled for us but before we get to that what we're going to do we're going to talk about as usual what we're playing so own we're going to throw you right into it since you're back in business what are you playing at the moment own if anything do you have time to play video games <laughs> yeah um very very rarely it was uh it was one of those um preconceived notions that i have that was totally false which is you'll have a child and you'll have so much spare time to do whatever it is you want to do and it turns out that that is absolutely not the case and i had all the best intentions of getting through backlogs um getting to some of the newer games that i wanted to like alan wake 2 nominated for game of the year which i know we'll speak about um but it's handheld gaming that's been my savior you know it's it's the ability to sit down and play something for two to three minutes is kind of what a time allows right now so i am in the middle of playing one of the other nominated games of the year which is mario wonder and i'm not going to dive too much into it um at this stage because i know we will talk about it but it it is something else how about that for a tease <laughs> so in your what are you playing at the moment are there just teases for games we're going to be talking about in this episode proper i like that yeah that I, I, pretty I, much yeah. it's that and out of week too that i've like put six hours into and i had to fall off that like a couple of weeks ago which is super disappointing um i'll i'll piggyback off that if you don't mind guys since Owen just mentioned alan wake 2 the most recent things i played were alan wake 1 and it's spiritual successor slash set in the same universe game as it control and I mentioned them briefly when I was talking to Kevin in our last episode. I thought they were both very good, but I kind of didn't enjoy playing either of them. To be honest, I admitted to Kev in full confidence, I've never done this before. I've never done this. I was, we, Kev, Kev came to Limerick. We were hanging out over Pines. And I, I got a bit of the sauce in me. And I was like, Kev, I've, I've, I've done something, man. And he's like, oh, God, did you hurt her? And I was like, no, 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 not that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, no. This is a podcast. You know that, right? <laughs> no, you know, I was recording, like... Right? <laughs> the internet just so you're aware i absolutely literally <laughs> double digits people will hear it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened once it'll happen again um i adored control 
controls universe its world i love the concept mm-hmm. i loved everything about that game uh, i like it love finding a document and reading the document that's a big compliment of how much i enjoyed just the universe of that game and i kind of just stopped enjoying playing it um i found it very hard and not in a kind of a gratifying way not in a cuphead bloodborne other where very i think it's a very difficult game i put it alongside those ones especially as it goes on and i just wasn't enjoying it i found the enemies really nuisancy so i actually put on infinite health and turned on the enemies to all one hit kills and mm. just played it for the played it for the story for the last like third of the game because i wanted to finish it and i actually don't think the story is that good but the world is brilliant and uh, now that I'm playing Alan Wake 2, which we'll get to, I'm just loving... I knew Alan Wake 1, obviously, was going to be referenced in this, so I was glad I played Alan Wake 1 to get the backstory. to get. But they're referencing so many things from controls that I wouldn't get if I had played that game. And it's not, like, it's not like essential to the experience. I, I would recommend anyone who just wants to dive into Alan Wake 2 to do it, because it's set up to be a, uh, its own story. But I'm, they're dropping references to control, and I'm like, oh... Yeah, I know that. I remember from that game I played when I turned on the Infinite Health and the one who kills enemies. Yeah, that, that game. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, found, playing I found that really interesting when you, you I found that really interesting when you said that because I haven't replayed Control since it came out, and I don't remember it being like that at all. I was really surprised. The, the last third um, is I find hair pullingly annoying. Hair pullingly annoying. Bad, I just, yeah, I'm kind of hard. I'm kind of afraid to go back to it now. <laughs> there, there, my rose tinted no. glasses have done me wrong, and it's actually a lot shitter than I thought. I, I think it. it's a me problem. I think it's a me problem. I'm, I'm not down yeah, on the remedy games. And I, yeah, it's yeah, well, fuck it, maybe. Get good. Kev, have you Get finished good, Cuphead? Exactly. Could, could you Get beat good. the robot in Cuphead, Kev? No? I don't think so. God, antagonistic <laughs> Liam. As rare as his ugly head. <laughs> yeah, because I never, I never had that kind of difficulty uh, really? issue Jobs. with Liam. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, never. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that it was on one of the very early days what I will say... Um, I had made this remark before about Remedy because we were also talking in confidence and I, I told you straight out that I do have rose-tinted glasses because I am the Remedy guy. It, you know, their design yeah. language speaks to me. But I, I it was an episode that you, me, and Marcy uh, were on, I think, before Kev joined us full-time. And I, I said, Remedy have a... I think they have a control language as well, no pun intended, where something always feels a bit off from a control perspective and that's just kind of how remedy games feel um and i would kind of totally understand if that wasn't you know everyone's vibe it's even i i I just played um just before baby came um quantum break which surprisingly isn't in that um that universe um even though it is because there's literally a live action alan wake trailer in quantum break like it is referenced, so I don't know why they didn't make it part of it. Um, but I love those two games, so I'm I'm super happy you went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and what I will say is that now that I'm playing Alan Wake Two, uh, just a little little hint of what's to come. I think it's the perfect marriage between gameplay and remedy style of all the games I've played. Uh, I think it, I just think it's coming together in ways that I didn't come together for uh, for me for Alan Wake One and Control. But we'll get to that. Kevin, what are you playing at the moment? Yeah, so on the topic of games that we'll get to in a minute, um, I play <laughs> two games at the moment. One of which is um, Two Spiders, Two Men. Um, yes, yes. Which, yeah, uh, like we spoke about it briefly on the last episode about superhero games, and yeah, it's not great. that briefly. It, it was it, it was a big chunk of our episode was all about it was about Spider Man Two. Actually, well, I I mean, we shouldn't have, should have done. We shouldn't have done. Yeah, yeah, we kind of forgot that there was any other games. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's great. We'll circle back to that. But I was also playing a game called Viewfinder, which is also nominated for a game award in the best indie category. 
And Viewfinder, for anyone who's not familiar with it, is like a first-person puzzle game where you... I really should have planned out how I'm going to say this. You have to solve puzzles in these uh, arenas or rooms, and you do so by taking photographs, and then you hold up the photograph, and by sort of a forced perspective, what's in the photo becomes new geometry in the level itself. So you take a photo of a wall, you turn it sideways, you hold it in front of you, you can use that as a bridge to connect to platforms within the level. Very cool. It um, it has some really, really clever puzzle design. It like requires you to really think outside the box to really like play with the perspective and, and work things out. It also has a story. It's trying to do like the portal thing of being like charming and having someone talking to you the whole way through it. And it just absolutely like face plants from basically line one. And like I'm playing it on mute and listening to podcasts with the subtitles really? off, so I, so I don't oh, have to deal with it. Because the puzzle design oh. and the aesthetic are fantastic, and the story is at its absolute best moments there, uh, and everything else it does is worse than just being there. Um, so it's 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 a good one if you have a high tolerance for naff writing, or if you just knock the sound off altogether and put on a record or something. Um, but yeah, it's the puzzle design is great. I don't want to undersell that. Great central concept. Mm, it's really cool. Jonathan, what are you playing? Firstly, Kev, well done explaining the game mechanics of that game because that sounded very complicated. You nailed it there in one sense. Yeah, I have no idea if that made sense. I'm just going to hope it, it comes together in the gave edit. A, gave me a great view in my mind. <laughs> you found a great view. <clears throat> yeah, I've done it. Well. Um, what am I playing right now? I'm also playing uh, one of the games we're going to talk about today, so I won't talk too much about that. <laughs> that is Baldur's Gate 3, um, which mm. is good but I'll elaborate on that later. Um, what I'm actually playing, I'm playing a bunch of stuff right now uh, on the Steam Deck while I wait for my new Steam Deck, um, which hasn't turned up at all. And I've got no fucking feedback or information from Steam whatsoever. G- Gabe, okay. Mars, he's, Gabe's going to show up at your door. This is this is the time. Yeah. I, I would I would attack that man. You know, he's done lots of things in the past. I'm not happy about um, But I don't have one yet. I think he's um, actually being okay. sued right now. Yeah, he's also huge. He'd probably, probably kick my ass. Um, but uh, speaking of him, again, I've actually played through nearly all of Half-Life um, again. Oh, damn. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I started with Black Mesa. I'm not sure if you guys know Black Mesa. It's like a, a yep, modded yep. fan remake yep. years later. Played that, loved it, and then did two, episode one and episode, episode two. And the day I finished episode two, they re-released the first Half-Life. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. I suppose... I have to go back and do that as well. Uh, so I'm about halfway through doing that now as well on Steam Deck. Um, I like, I don't know. We, we need to do a full episode on them someday because these games hold up so incredibly well. Like I wasn't surprised about Half Life Two. Have we done an episode already? Yeah. Oh, because we've done so many. I was like, <laughs> I'm thinking. Well, we're have we're we? entering we're entering our stage now. We could just like we're older and wiser. We can recycle our topics and just uh... no. We let's do a Metal Gear Solid episode again. Our old episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm actually scro- scrolling down while I'm talking. How long ago was Marcy? That? How how oh, I haven't played Half Life in God knows how long. What's the length of those games? Because you were saying they were like perfect for the, the Steam Deck, right? Yeah, I think um, like uh, Half Life One is about is, is a bit longer. Uh, the original is about like I say twelve to fifteen hours. Half Life Two is maybe eleven or twelve, and then Episode One and Two are pretty short, so like maybe six six hours each. Um, 
but they, they hold up so incredibly well. Like I, mm. going back to one as well, the original. I know they they kind of did a little bit of remastered and touched too much up with it. Just kind of like the, one cool thing they did was they actually included a lot of the bugs from the original game, which now sounds really silly, but like bugs that became almost memes and kind of you know things fans loved, um, which was really really awesome. Um, so loving that, enjoying it. It's exactly what the deck is made for, I think. Um, and then another game I was playing just very quickly uh, is it's called police stories i got it on sale that this crazy steam sale is happening right now you guys probably haven't heard of it i'd never heard of it before i, I don't even i think i was drunk when i bought it, I it, bought it. Uh, the name um, straight away strikes me as one of these old sierra yeah you're uh, on the right point path. Of click yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very similar it's like a mixture yes. of the old swat games and then um what's it called the hotline miami it's very very similar okay. to that kind of a, a blend it is insanely difficult it's one of the hardest games i've ever played one of you can say get good in a minute um but I, to the point where i was like Skillish. maybe this maybe, yeah, maybe there's something wrong with my eyes <laughs> like maybe i'm at 35 i just don't have those kind of quick reactions because the whole game is really about you know you're you're this kind of top-down view you're going into rooms um you're clearing out the rooms of enemies and you know don't shoot civilians make sure to shoot the, the bad guys but they're so quick like one shot kills they can get you from anywhere um it's really good um and but i went on reddit and people have spent like three four hours just trying to get past the first level it's incredibly difficult but again it's kind of it's good for the deck because you pick it up you play it through it for half an hour i get really really upset my shadow Steph, calm down <laughs> go back and pick it up again for another half an hour and you know it's it's just perfect that that really really good um kind of cycle that i love so much very good we're all busy little beavers three of us playing many video games and one of us raising a child <laughs> <laughs> They're all equal. <laughs> which one? So, which? like I <laughs> like I said up top, this is basically an excuse to just talk about some of the biggest games of the year. Um, we're, we're and uh, how we're doing it is we're limiting ourselves to the ones that were nominated for the Jeff Keighley Awards for Excellence and um, what's it called? Jeff Keighley Award for Excellence and Biggest Game Boys of the Year 2023. I believe it was called. Wasn't it? <laughs> Featuring um, Kojima. He, he better be there. Oh, yeah. he'll, be, he, he'll certainly be there, like on video phone with Jeff, if not if not there in person. But <laughs> let's rattle them off, lads. Just help me out here. The six games are Baldur's Gate, three Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Alan Wake two, Spider Man two, Mario Wonder, and Resident Evil four. I did it. Well done. I did it. I'm very happy. Let's go, lads. Look, I'm I'm going to actually take the reins on this for just a little bit of kind of um cont- not continuity but like your order like and when i say take the reins i mean i'm gonna throw it to one of you immediately i think <laughs> i i think honestly i think there is a in the in the in the ether out there in the ether there's a big kind of uh number one most likely game to win best of the year and uh, that game is baldur's gate 3 so marcy you are a resident baller get baldur's gate 3 guy so would you like to kind of dive into your opinions on that game which you're currently playing right no, no, I'm playing the first no. one. I've never, I've never yeah. played three. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. I've actually played any of the games nominated. Uh, no, I am about. I will actually say I'm only about sixty hours into it, which That's to enough. most people would be like, <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, wow, you must be most of the way through it. But I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. not. Um, Marcy has I'm made his been... character like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three, <laughs> three breasts, of course. Um, but I'm coming to the end. I think no, actually, I've just started Act Three. Um, actually, um, and look, you know, I, I've, I've played what two or three of the games that are nominated this year. Um, I, 
you know, I haven't played Alan Wake, which I think, you know, again, out in the ether is probably the only game people are talking about that might rival yeah, yeah, Bars Gate. Really, it's so. the fun outlier. It's the yeah. It's the Will Milk beat the wrestler. You know, that was an Oscars reference from fifteen is years it? ago. Oh, oh, it is okay. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about John Cena's lactose intolerance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did think of like a cat in the milk fighting. Sorry, that was really weird. Yeah, is Liam okay? Um, mm. But like the weird thing is, you want kind of both of them to win, right? Because they're both from kind of studios that have kind of they've obviously mm. had big success, but they deserve it even more, right? Um, but I, you know, I don't see how LA could be better than Baldur's Gate Three. If it is, what an incredible year we've had! Uh, like genuinely, we're so so lucky. Yeah. Um, but for folks who don't know, uh, I think everyone probably knows, but uh, Baldur's Gate Three, you know, it's the third in the series, obviously, because it has number three after it. Um, uh, Baldur's Gate One and Two. I played them back in like the late 90s, never finished them, tried to revisit them before kind of three came out. Um, you know, iconic uh, CRPGs, um, story driven, you know, invent a lot of this kind of, you know, choice driven gameplay. Um, one and two do still kind of hold up. Um, you know, they're very different games uh, to three, I would say. Um, but, you know, they're, they're kind of, I suppose, when I was much younger, what got me into CRPGs in the first place. Um, so I always have a, a lot of love for them. Um, and but Bars Gate Three is made by the the brilliant folks of Larian. We've talked about it a lot in this podcast. And okay, if you've yeah. played um, the Divinity games, they're fantastic. Um, you know, they're games that, firstly, are, have just some of the the best video game writing I've come across in a very very long time. Um, you know, set in these kind of amazing Dungeons and Dragons kind of you know fantasy worlds. Um, the the player choice you have is unrivaled like it's I, honestly to me divinity 2 is one of the best games ever ever made um and so when i heard larry and we're kind of doing bars gate uh, three i i i just a small bit just a tiny bit um it's always a little bit you isn't it just enough yeah unless your dad's there um but <laughs> it was uh <laughs> it, it, it was it was on the bus um but moving past that um I actually played uh, Bars Gate 3 originally about two years ago on the, yeah. the Google Stadia, RIP. I've talked about that before. RIP. Um, exactly, RIP. Uh, another Google product. They gave me a free Chromecast. I can't stay mad. <laughs> oh, fuck. I still have the Stadia remote around somewhere, and you can actually use it mm. uh, with the deck. Same. So it's, it's really shit controller, though. So I haven't used it's it awful. at all. Uh, yeah, they, they got nothing right. Um, as I say, we should do an episode on that, but I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, or no, we did. We, did, we, did, we, did. We, we, we covered it, though. I think we covered it. Um, but um, I remember thinking back to my first play on Stadia, and, you know, I was impressed by it. I wasn't hooked by it. Um, the yeah. kind of the... And it's so similar to kind of what we are talking about with Starfield. Bars Gate 3 is really slow. Like, it's a really, really slow game. Um, and I think, you know, like, so as I said, I'm 60 hours in, I'm hitting Act 3. It is the final act. Um, but Act 1 in particular, you kind of, you start the game, you come out into this map. The kind of presumption is, okay, this is like a very, you know, small map. I'm going to unlock a bigger area soon. And we'll kind of, you know, go from there. Bargate's like, no, 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 no. You're going to stay in this one place for about 20 hours. And you're going to make sure you cover every square inch of it, which is totally fine. Um, I just felt kind of paired with the gameplay, um, which is this kind of, you know, uh, tactical, um, uh, strategic kind of, you know, was a real-time strategy kind of gameplay where it's very, very slow. 
it did make the first few hours a little bit kind of, I don't want to say a slog, but they were slower, very similar to kind of what we were saying with Starfield. And then like the next 50 hours after that, was just the best 50 hours I've played of any video game really ever, uh, to be very, very honest. Because um, I'm, the... I'm, I'm thinking your favorite game is like Skyrim, so this must be like a dream, right? Yeah, Skyrim doesn't get Skyrim doesn't get close to it. I really mean that. Marcy, help me out here. What's the? I'm like, I'm blind to this genre, right? I haven't seen you in a while. We did speak about. We did do an episode. I think it was either our game of the year, whenever like last year, or it might have been on what we're playing. And you did speak about Divinity, but what is the moment to moment gameplay of Baldur's Gate? I'm like, I, I know the talk in the ether about the game but i actually don't know that much about what the fuck is actually going on yeah that's fair um it's it's an rpg like it really really is just an rpg um and they've also it's it also what used to be bars gate this kind of top-down kind of view you can now it's now basically a third person rpg almost with kind of top-down um kind of battles and fighting that's really what it is now um so you're kind of exploring these huge fancy maps um i don't want to talk too much about the main story because it, it's one of the hardest things to not spoil. Um, Kevin right. is nodding his head at me. Um, I, oh, I have right. said, like, passing remarks to Steph, and she's furious. Like, oh, I needed to know that. And I'm like, no, you didn't. I'm not from Google. And people are like, yeah, it's a spoiler. Oh, cool. You shouldn't have brought that up. Um, but basically, you know, think of, uh, I suppose, think of something like Skyrim. Think of, I don't know if you ever played Dragon Age. Um, that's maybe that's kind the comparison of a, I was going to make, is like, like Dragon yeah. Age, but good. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. Yeah, take yeah. that, Bioware. Um, and so, you, yeah, so basically, you, you, you create your character. It can be fucking, you know, whatever you want. It can be a warrior. It can be a wizard. It can be an elf. Literally anything. Um, and then it has probably one of the most involved, impressive uh, battle systems and skill trees I've ever, ever seen. Um, so really, every single character you have uh, or you pick, like if you're you know, a rogue or you're uh, an archer, completely dictates and changes how the battles happen like it really really does um and i think one of the things that one of the things that's absolute strength is that the amount of different variations you can actually build um is incredible and so as you kind of go along through the game you're adding people to your party you usually you play the actual gameplay with four so four is kind of your limit um but you're constantly meeting new characters in the world that you can kind of add to your camp and so the idea is you just build up this crazy arsenal of like you know I have a vampire in mine. I think I have a, 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 a devil woman who has a combustion engine in her heart that might explode any time. Uh, I have a wizard who's constantly trying to kiss me. He just doesn't stop. Ga- like his name is Gail, and he's very, Fucking very Gale. pretty. Yeah, man. He and he. A couple of times I'm like, oh, I'm, my heart is with someone else, but oh, Gail, you really are yeah. dreamy. Um, uh, and the idea is that each of them has. Like actually, what I'll say is, what the usual idea with a game like that would be that each would have just kind of different abilities, which would kind of spice up the gameplay. That's what you'd usually get from a game like this. But the thing that makes Baldur's Gate like so, and why it's nominated, and I think what's it's blown so many people away is that every single character you meet has this insane backstory, has missions and quests attached to it that would put like the main storyline in any other game to shame. Um, like Gale, for example, is fascinating. Gale basically. Um, uh, you know, he's this really, really powerful wizard. Um, he wronged an even more powerful wizard, you know, a long, long time ago. And she's kind of come back now for, for revenge. Yeah, classic, classic Gale, who could probably do a couple of, you know, courses on, you know, what sexual assault is, but that's okay. We'll get to that later. Um, but, 
he uh, basically anyway, he, he has like this kind of a bomb inside him that's going to go off at some point um, because he can't repay uh, you know the wizard that he's wronged. He can't, you know it can't be done. Um, and so you have this incredible uh, thing where at any point during the game with Gale, you can actually have him blow himself up and end the game. Right? It, it's it. I haven't done it, but because I'm going to get to the quest and see what it's like. But they they just. It's just there's so much kind of depth and kind of character to to every story. It's incredible. Like Shadowheart is the girl I fall in love with. Uh, I mean, I'm dating in the game, uh, whatever. Uh, but she she is uh, she, she's she's just very attractive. That's what kind of really stole my heart originally. Um, but even kind of her storyline, which is uh, very much kind of around uh, she her memories have been stolen from her. Um, she's like I think she's a, a cleric, so she's more around like healing and things like that. Um, her her, play, her like missions brought like 15, 20 hours of the actual gameplay. Um, and the, the 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 fact that I suppose that there's twelve characters is it's daunting because you're just like you know for me to actually ever experience this full full game, um, it's hundreds upon hundreds of hours. Um, so I think it, it's it's kind of been you know RPGs generally kind of do you know certain things really really well like if you look at a Skyrim or something like that uh, exploration is brilliant but the combat sucks um you know you look at something like uh Spider-Man you know it looks really really pretty um but it's you know every other part of it is is shit um I think what bars gate <laughs> See I t- uh, t- I've told you in the last episode Marcy is the one who's <laughs> actually on Spider-Man not me Did, <laughs> No did I, you I hack Marcy's feed and make him say yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that damn chat GPT um <laughs> But uh, I think it's just Baldur's Gate. It just does everything really, really well. Um, like c- cutscenes, for example. Um, I know Starfield. Listen to can you talk about Starfield, Kev? Um, you know, I think one of the complaints Steph had about it as well that every conversation you have is just you looking at another character slightly zoomed yeah. in, which you know, more like Starfield. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because oh, you're looking absolutely at majestic. Oh, uh, fire! Yeah, <laughs> keep them around. Um, but. Um, with Baldur's Gate, you know, it's nearly all motion captured. Like, so it's these incredibly brilliant active performances that are super cinematic. Um, some of the most memorable bad guys I've come across uh, in, in the game of any game I've ever played. Like, I remember literally on the way to Act 2, where it kind of mostly completed Act 1. Um, I thought I had, which I'll come back to in a second. Um, and on the way to Act 2, I'm just literally running along as a character with my, you know, my... Uh, my vampire character, uh, Sex Pascal, uh, Love My Life, Shadowheart, and then who else was there? Oh, oh Asterian, I think maybe. Um, but as I was just running along, the the whole screen just went dark, and I just ended up in this random room in this really, really fancy mansion. Um, and uh, it was the devil, like the liter- literal devil. The Christian um, devil. But- yeah, 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 the one that we'd all know. Um, uh, he's like raised, well raised, dressed. raised Catholic, raised Catholic, the four of us. We fear him. Yeah, yeah. we do. We do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we do. If I'm, yeah, we can edit this out if, if people are scared. I'm a bit spooked myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> um, but again, it's just, and then you're sidetracking on another, you know, five, 10 hour incredible quest. Um, and it just keeps adding, 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 adding. Um, cool. What I would say as well um that i've probably grown to love more than anything else uh, about the game um is it nails exploration better than anything i've i've really i've played in a long 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 time um it's kind of it, it you know i think it rewards you with some fantastic loot like 
if you love loot, you love uh, spending hours and hours throwing to little puzzles, um, uh, exploring every inch of the map, you'll be really well rewarded as well. Um, but I think what's kind of, again, propelled it really to the to the very, very top of being nominated and why everyone's just kind of so fucking blown away um, it is the writing. Uh, it's so weird. Like, if, if all of us think of our favorite games right now, like, uh, there are still times during those games where you, I, I don't know, I do it. I, I get bored or you pick up your phone, you're kind of, you're not as, you know, attached or whatever, or there's a bum side mission or whatever like that. It hasn't happened to in Baldur's Gate. Like, the writing is just so phenomenal. Each character feels so unique and so different um, that every experience you have and every character you meet along the way just seems to add something incredibly brilliant to it. So, um, I'd, I'd be surprised if it doesn't win because I think it's and like none of you guys have played it I, I think I don't know about Liam and Owen if it's like the type of game you would usually play um, I think Kev you've obviously watched Sarah play a bunch of right so I'm sure it's right up your yeah I, I, I've played about five hours of the early access on Stadia as well when it came out and I played enough to go yeah I'm going to love this I'm waiting until the full release and then the full release came out and Sarah started playing it so I was like I'll just let her do that while I play other shit but yeah, I have it installed on the PS5 now. When I finish um, Spiders to Men, I will be starting it up next. <laughs> it's impressive uh, on me, different, uh, different names. Yeah. Is it accessible as a first-timer? Marcy, is it or accessible? Yes. Well, nice little segue there. Thank you very much, Owen. Um, so there are uh, th- basically three difficulties. Uh, loser, uh, normal, and tactician, because that's how loser makes you feel. It's just too much of a drop from kind of the medium level. Um, but it's I've been trying to loser, kind of play... it's not called loser, is it? That's a very like, do you remember in the mid 2000s games used to do that? They did, be yeah, like, um, yeah. like three difficulties P- pussy and normal yeah. and hardcore gamers. Yeah, it's just Liam is the first, uh, the easy oh. setting. Yeah, like oh. connecting the word loser. Oh. It's not, no, it's not. Yeah, um, uh, it's fucking really difficult. Um, and it's a super unforgiving game. Um, oh, so okay. Uh, the combat, as I mentioned, right, is this kind of, you know, uh, real-time strategy. Uh, each of your four characters kind of, you know, get, get as much time as you want to make a move, but you've got move points. You can go a certain distance. Um, if you've played Dungeons & Dragons, it's a similar kind of uh, setup. Um, yeah. You've got a whole bunch of different abilities from kind of, you know, melee, archery to crazy amounts of magic. And I really mean now the, the skill trees for magic. We're talking about 30, 40, 50, 60 different abilities for different types of characters. Um, really, really huge gambit of that. Um, and also kind of thrown to the mix then is rolling the dice, which is obviously a huge part of Dungeons and Dragons. And it's a huge part of the game. It was the one part when I kind of, when I heard Larry were taking it over, I was just like, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, I don't know how it's going to, you know, cause I knew how divinity worked, but kind of, you know, having to have skill points high in things like persuasion or conversation or charisma, right. To kind of get through certain bits of chat or high lockpick points to, to kind of lockpick, um, a chest or whatever. Um, what happens here is you're kind of given a score that the dice needs to hit. You'll roll the dice and like, let's say the score is, you know, 15, you hit 15, brilliant. The lockpick works. Uh, you can open up the chest. Um, I just thought in like, in theory, that sounded kind of just a bit frustrating. Like, you know, that would that really annoy me if I got to a point and, you know, I lost out on something because of it, but it's executed so well. Um, and it's because they give you a lot of chances where you can roll the dice again, or if you build up, um, your skill points in a certain area, you, you know, you're going to get a better roll. You make it two die, die, right? Dice, dices, dice. two dice. dice is the plural. Right. There we go. Oh, fuck. That's an English degree in the toilet. Die is the same um, yeah, shit. Um, uh, but I think, uh, what kind of makes the, the combat so brilliant is that it is very replayable because it needs to be, because you're going to lose a lot. 
um, you're going to die an awful, awful lot. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that there has been parts where I have put the difficulty level down. Um, and yeah, well, I just you know, talked about my control thing there, so I really can't um, glass houses kind of situation, you know? Yeah, yeah, throw a huge rock. Um, no, I think so. there, there, there is like there is a point where it gets frustrating, but I think what's actually more unforgiving about Boris Gate is with decisions. Now, I've done my best to stay away from Reddit and Google something before a huge decision, but here, here's one I'll give you that. I did load no save. I'm not going to lie to you because it was just like, I was like, that's mental. How is that the decision I've made? Um, Ooh, did you break immersion there, Marcy, maybe? Oh, oh live, with your, live with the consequences of your choice? No? Maybe? Fuck off. Yeah, all right, all right. All right. Kick, kick a guy when he's down. Trying to, fucking, <laughs> trying to be vulnerable on the podcast with my friends. Remember? You know, what, 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 won't do that again. Yeah. Remember when you turned off yeah, Animal Crossing boring. without... Remember when you turned off Animal Crossing without saving and, and a mole yelled at you? I think they should have something like that in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> or at the time I missed, I went to a New Year's Eve party and then the next day I was like, oh my God, I missed my New Year's Eve party in Animal Crossing. And I was, de- I was de- devastated. All my characters were so, like, so sassy the next morning. Um, but uh, uh, so anyway, like, there's these, you know, the main kind of bad guys in the game are these awful alien mind flares. They're super smart, terribly gross octopus looking creatures um but you meet one who's like you know kind of a good guy and kind of a bit friendly and he you know you, you have these uh, the main thing of the game is you have these slugs in your head uh, these alien slugs that birth their way in and are kind of taking over your mind and are run by the mind flares um, i can't I, Marcy, find... i'm not gonna lie i can't believe we're talking about the same game yeah, what, what do you mean? Oh, the, oh yeah, I know, it's Baldur's Gate. Yeah, 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 I know, it's absolutely well. Oh, man, wait, wait, wait till I get to the whole kind of uh, the, the the race car driving piece. That's absolutely mad as well. Um, <laughs> that's not true. Um, but uh, you, so the, anyway, he says, look, I can give you some of our powers and it won't turn you fully into Mind Flare. And I was like, oh, that sounds all right. I'll give that a, I'll give that a bit of a go. Uh, and so I, he gave me a feather and it's like, you know, either open my mind to the feather or ingest it. I was like, fuck, I'm going to eat this. I turned into this hideous beast right away. Just like, like my eyes are all black and dark. I was like, I turned into a mind flare. And I'm trying to play the super, super cool, you know, hero characters in the save bars game. And she's like, oh my God. And like Shadow Hearts looking at me and she's like, you're gross. Get away from me. Gail is still a bit kind of into it, I think, uh, the freak. Um, but it, it just, it, it, it changed the game for me. It changed like the entire path of my character. Which I'm kind of like, that's really, that is cool. Like, you know, uh, choices have consequences, but that has completely altered the playthrough I kind of had in my head, right? Uh, for, I, for would do, I would do the RPG. same. I would do the same. Yeah, yeah. Myself. Yeah. Did, I, 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 did you fuck the Mind Flare? <laughs> did I fuck the Mind Flare? You can fuck the Mind Flare. Hold on, I'm going on to rule 34. Give me a second. Well, yeah. You don't even like need rule 34, it's just in the game. Yeah, it looks like I'm loading it back up. Uh, um, no, I, I haven't fucked anyone yet, by the way, which is in the game, I want to point out. Oh, oh okay. Uh, for anyone, anyone, anyone listening. <clears throat> and yeah, like, I think the thing that kind of has stuck with me more about Baldur's Gate 3 than anything in a long, long time is, and I just said to you, Liam, is that when I'm not playing it, it's all I think about. Like, you know, work all day. Uh, I can't wait to get back to it. Um, it. It's a perfect game for playing in, like, tiny little chunks. Run around, do a bit of exploration, do some kind of tough battles, put it down. But then it's also the most perfect game for, like, eight, nine-hour long, long sessions. Um, we can get really, really far in what we think is really far in the story um, and just really, really kind of sink your teeth into it. Um, 
the acting, the voice acting is some of the best I've ever heard. The soundtrack, I haven't even talked about the soundtrack. Soundtrack is absolutely, unbelievably next level. Down by the River is the name of the title tune. I'm just walking in the house being like, Down by the River. Like, like it's a massive banger in fairness. I keep hearing it's it. A banger, yeah, exactly. game. It's just oh, lodged in my brain now. Yeah, it's it, it just gets stuck in your brain. Oh, I'll call back there to the slugs. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, I think uh, it should uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely, the looking at me, it's kind of nice. Uh, I think it, uh, it should absolutely win Game of the Year. Um, <laughs> Uh, like, look, I, I, I what I've seen of Alan Wake, it, and Owen will definitely talk about it, it does look incredible, and like Remedy are fantastic. I love the Max Payne games. Now I know they're not made by Rockstar. Uh, call back. Old, old listeners. Um, but look, everything about it is fantastic. It, it, it is a game that I I kind of, it's kind of is made for me. Like, all the facets of video gaming I love is kind of included in this bundle. And the thing I'll end on is... I haven't said this to you guys in confidence because Liam doesn't mm-hmm. let me speak to him in confidence at all. Um, yeah. We always have to talk mm-hmm. in a public area. Yes. It's pretty weird. Um, an auditorium, but, please. Yeah. Also, um, that's in, that's in your guys' actually... contract too, is it? I thought it was weird when Liam put it in mind. Why did we have to sign it and come? I mean, it just seems like... Why, just... why do we have lasting power <laughs> of attorney? Yeah, yeah. He's not even the tallest. Um, but I think... Uh, what what honestly what really bummed me out was fucking Starfield, man. Like I I probably didn't talk about it much, but I was waiting for that game for a really long time. And I know, Kev, you you got around to loving it and Steph liking it. it. Yeah, yeah, see, so liking it, you know. Yeah. And I really did. And I know you guys aren't big into uh, you know Bethesda, and I totally get why. But we, but Marcy, we care about you, and we yeah, watched your yeah. emotional roller coaster in the build up yeah. to that game. Yeah, I'm like like Ralph, you know, Ralph's heart. When it, when Lisa breaks Ralph's heart, yeah. he can kind of, yeah. you know, freeze the frame. That's how I felt, man. Every time I, I'm like, I was avoiding YouTube videos. He's like, you know, here's a, a four hour essay on why Starfield is bad. And I'm like, that's not the future I thought I'd be living in. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't played Starfield. I haven't touched it. Um, I don't know. I, I should. I will. Because maybe I will love it. But I, I know what I like and <laughs> what I don't like. And I don't like the look of it. So Boris Gate 3 really came in and replaced that for me. And you know it's it's my favorite game of the year. Um, I adore Tears of the Kingdom. I think it's brilliant, but Baldur's Gate yeah, is edge of the cliff. It's, it's so kind of made for me. But yeah, absolutely love it. And Liam, you're saying you're gonna play it next year. Can't wait to talk to you about yeah, that. And you guys, saying, and um, should, it's, it's my yeah, early early 2024 plan is to play it. Yeah. What I love about that, Marcy, is that your passion. First of all, you absolutely sold that game for me. But what, what I also love about that uh, is that we have five other games to talk about. Got him! Got him! I think yeah, I think since we we've, a chunky we've, soul. We've, <laughs> I think since we've kind of, uh, as Morrissey mentioned there, um, in terms of the opinions that are circulating about the Game of the Year nominations, um, own. Would you like to talk about Alan Wake Two? Sure. Mm. Very this good. No. <laughs> and we got him back for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. Someone's been practicing. Premium insight and content. That's what that's what the people pay for, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, you know, a full disclosure. This was. I'm. I got about six hours into Alan Wake Two, so yeah. Liam, I don't know if you finished it, but to my understanding, no, not finished. Not finished. I'm about nine hours, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. So unfortunately, we don't have a comprehensive someone who's finished it expert on the panel, but uh, I'm playing it at, at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, so about six hours true. Um, 
this was Marcy, this was my Starfield um for you. Um this was my most anticipated game of uh 2023. You know, I am a huge fan of Alan Wake One, so I'm totally I'm totally fine to like I said off the top that I was coming into this with a bit of rose tinted glasses. I think I think Alan Wake is a special game and a special universe and um you know it kind of the way that uh, Baldur's Gate speaks to Marcy, the I think Sam Lake, you know, the lead narrative designer of this world, his um, his story style and the level of authorship that he brings to his games um, speaks to me. Um, you know, I was kind of texting Liam at the when I first started the game, and we you know we won't get into uh, spoilers, and it's great that Liam actually hasn't finished it because we're probably not that far away from each other um but you know if if alan wake one was um twin peaks meets um you know the the shining with uh, a lot of stephen king in there uh alan wake 2 really is true detective meets i don't know liam like obviously the twin peaks is still there but i think true detective really rings true with this one Mm-hmm. Um, it is as Lynchian and David Lynch that is. Yeah, I was going to say Lynch. I was going to say Lynch. It's yeah. as close as you can get to experiencing a David Lynch um, video game. The mm-hmm. the thing I will say about this is, um, you know, it, all of Remedy's um, intricacies are there for better or worse. You know, it has warts. Um, from a graphical standpoint, you know, I would recommend for, you know, Kevin Morrissey, if you guys want to visit it, I would recommend waiting six months to a year and I would let them iron out all of those, you know, little issues that they have. It is one um, of, if not the most impressive game graphically I've ever played, though. Uh, correct. And it's, a lot of it's design, but oh, Jesus, some of this, um, the environments yes, in the games the, are stunning. You know, I, I, yeah. Liam, I would say like the lighting. I don't think I've ever seen a video game um, with uh, lighting like that, but then it gets uh, jarred by some, you know, flickering of tables of like, why it, is this part of the game? Is it not like just little bugs like that? And I think, you know, we're at the point um, and remedy was like this with control, which like broke consoles, right? Like as it took them like two years to get that uh, control up and running properly on ps4 and it wasn't until the ps4 pro that could properly run it um i think the same is going to be said with the ps5 the ps5 pro is meant to be coming next year um i think it's you know the ps5 really can't handle this game it's i think it's uh liam i told i think i told you is this is the first true next generation um experience that i've had um it is my my first my, my first was playing ape escape on my PS5 on my free subscription. <laughs> oh, I actually uh, did you do that or Astro's Playroom? Yeah, Astro's Playroom. Actually, too. Astro's Playroom maintains the best showcase for the PS5's. Um, mm. What's it called? DualSense. DualSense, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Um, but you know, this uh, Alan Wake to um, would it be my game of the year uh, at this current stage? Um, undecided yet this is <laughs> it is so narratively driven and it's refreshing actually uh, and i will say that about it right it's uh you know marcy you were 
in this massive sprawling uh, narrative tree with Baldur's Gate. What's really nice about Alan Wake 2 is I'm coming off um, Final Fantasy 16, which I haven't played Spider-Man 2, but I'm actually surprised to see Spider-Man 2 there and not Final Fantasy because I really, no. personally, uh, I, I really <laughs> liked um, Final Fantasy 16. Um, but coming from that to something that is a 15, fuck you, Liam. 15 to 16 hours. Liam adding some great commentary to the podcast. <laughs> I'm the biggest fan of 16, but it doesn't deserve to be up there on the game of the year. Wow, yeah, yeah, and that's fair. I, I would. I obviously haven't played Spider-Man 2, and I'm probably the Spider-Man apologist here because I loved the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2 is probably right up my alley. But yeah, it's nice going from this 35, 40-hour epic to something of we are presenting this story to you. Yeah. Like there is no really going off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a small bit here and there for collectibles. Um, but it's really nice to jump into a, a game that's like that. Cause even before that, it was tears of the kingdom um, is what I was playing when, when baby first came. Um, I, you know, the big changes in this one, Liam, I don't know how you feel about it. And, you know, gents, it probably won't really resonate you, but it's a really interesting stylistic choice of, um, there are two main protagonists of this game and the game mm-hmm. splits its story. So you, um, um, my God, Liam, what, what's her name again? Saga. Saga. Yeah. Um, Saga, who is, uh, uh, in, investigating a, a, a series of murders, obviously in, in this mm-hmm. small town and accompanied by Sam Lake himself. He put himself yeah. into the game <laughs> and I think he plays three different characters, He's playing, um, an, he's, playing, he's playing an FBI agent who shares a name with a character that Alan Wake wrote. So it's just, it's deep layers of meta going on in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. massive, massive meta. And he, he keeps referring to it himself, which is actually, mm. um, which is brilliant. And then, um, sorry, do you if mean, you have do played... you mean like his, sorry, do you mean his face is in the game? Like Max Payne or he's... Oh, like he full kid. motion captures, plays the character himself. Um, but it's it, not the voice, Liam. Yeah, yeah. It, it's somebody else That's obviously correct, does yeah. the voice because, yeah, because yeah. um, he's Swedish. Um, and this is Finnish. an American FBI no. agent. Finnish or Finnish. Swedish? Finnish. You're right, Finnish. Finnish. Um, That's the same thing. So, right? um, yeah. <laughs> don't don't get them on our back now, Kev. We can try to stir up some controversy to boost oh, our numbers uh, in the Nordics. We, we can't handle another another lawsuit after that Jerry, Jeremy Irons uh, fucking uh, fiasco. Let's move on. Jesus. No idea what that means. But the the narrative of the game kind of weaves these two stories in and out of each other very interestingly. And you know, Liam, I've I've just gotten to the point where now you can start to choose. That's cool. Which yeah. narrative you 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 want to proceed uh, yeah. with? After a few after a few hours, you're allowed to um, play out the story any way you want. Like in terms of like instead of jumping back and forth between the two characters, you're allowed to choose how. I think the mechanic of actually switching between them is unnecessarily um, mysterious. Is like find a mop, and I was like, okay, <laughs> but it's cool. That, it's 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 cool that you're allowed to um, play out the story. I, I've just added that part as well. Alone. Yeah, so that's why yeah. I think um, I'm I'm technically three hours ahead of you. The way we were talking, I think we've actually experienced different things because I might have stuck with Saga and you might have stuck with Alan's story, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, th- that's absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what? what's great is like, I, I think Remedy do um, great characters. Um, I think Alan Wake himself as the titular character, um, you kind of see a newer side to him compared to um, Alan Wake 1, which is fantastic um, of where that game ends and where Alan is now. 
Um, won't talk about it because I do want to avoid spoiler territory, but from a art design level um, and what that allows in the game is like, Liam, I don't know. I don't know if you find it a scary game, but what I will say is like the level of anxiety and juiciness that this actual game provides is mm-hmm. fucking crazy. I've never actually right. played something like this. It's just, it's so unnerving all of the time. Mm. It is, Which, Marcy, I'm, lo- I'm looking at you shaking your head and being like, it's straight <laughs> away, was, I'm like, I don't know. It, it might be too much for Marcy. I have enough anxiety in my life as it is. Why would I? <laughs> why don't I, I was surprised. It? I was surprised because I think the the old Alan Wake from 2010 is sort of just a, ostensibly kind of an action game with a bit of a horror sheen put on it, to be honest. And this yeah. one is pretty good horror. It's, it is. It's unnerving. And um, But I think more than anything, though, is that, um, like I, I said earlier on, it, it's it's a really confident game in terms of, you know, this is not Remedy kind of control and Alan Wake 1 are Remedy putting their like love of storytelling and world building and basically fixing them to action games. This one is very confident in terms of like, it doesn't need like combat is sparse. Not like, like it's a constant thing, but it it's much more sparingly it's, done. It is quite rare. That, it really yeah, is and it, quite it, rare. It allows yeah. itself to be slow and atmospheric, and there's a little bit of um, like there's this mechanic in it where you can enter your mind palace to solve um, the the ongoing kind of um, mysteries and, uh, and and murder cases, which I think I've, you might disagree on. I think they should have just went full on and make this a a puzzle, a, like an adventure game, a puzzle game, with you actually solving things. Um, you can yeah. basically, basically press the, the on PlayStation anyway. You can press the the uh, what's it called the, the big panel the the controller. Thank you, and um, you can enter your mind palace whenever, and you can start piecing things together on a board. I like it. I like it in terms of like it's kind of it makes the game kind of slower and more deliberate. It just feels like filing rather than puzzle solving. Yeah. Though I w- I would actually just go, oh, man. I know you're famous for making these shooty action games, but like do it. Make me have to solve this murder. Thing, you know i'm a i'm a um japanese <laughs> murder mystery like you know expert you know? i, I didn't know where bring, i can bring that expertise yeah. i'm dankin rampa expert i can bring oh, that okay. in you know? yeah oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but what it does feel like is more like filing on and it does seem to like you know yeah cut into well like, you literally do go player. into a filing cabinet to yeah, switch do, between yeah. the different files <laughs> yeah exactly. it doesn't work yeah, I mean, it it it, it for, for me um, no, I think conceptually, really, yeah. yeah, conceptually, yeah. it's a really uh, potential nice add-on. But sometimes even it just plays itself, right? Like as in, it will just, you're just get filing. to a you're, point you're, almost. You're, it, it, it can feel kind of cathartic because you are just kind of doing busy work. You're kind of like, oh, pin this here, pin this here, connect the dots. But mm-hmm. the game kind of forces you to do it sometimes to kind of um, to go forward. I, I, I think... I don't know why Remedy are make, aren't making slower, less actiony games. It suits them much better, in my opinion. And a lot of this is that, though. I love how little of the thing is actually you shooting like enemies. The combat is good in this. Don't worry. I think they I think they were looked at modern Resident Evil a lot in terms of um, yeah. very bullet spongy enemies. Uh, much more kind of you know, oh, this one enemy took a lot of my ammo and stuff like that. But this game is also because it's not a Resident Evil. Obviously, it's a Remedy game. So narrative heavy. Yeah. It's able to pull back a lot and just be like here is a very just atmospheric section when you're wandering around a coffee and there's full dong coffee team like the first park. 10 minutes full dong. there's full dong yeah. full dong in the first 10 minutes yeah, liam you, you messed with saying that didn't you <laughs> I did. give me your straight <laughs> yeah 
It's, it's a dead person's tongue, isn't it? No, not at first. Um, you play. I've in... <laughs> <laughs> had my way. Uh, there's got to be a better way of saying that. <laughs> you, uh, you begin the game playing as this kind of slightly overweight naked man who's all bewildered and stuff, and you're running around. And I couldn't turn the camera around to see his dong, unfortunately, but then he does die. Uh, spoiler in the first minute, and then you do see his dong later. Is this is this the information that's necessary? Game of the year. I mean, 100%. I will say as well, yeah, on, uh, without, spoil- without spoiling anything, it's the best because Remedy love experimenting with the medium. Honestly, I think I, as much as I kind of I could bitch and moan about it, I'm not the biggest fan. Honestly, I'm not like right in there, but I'm glad they exist because in terms of AAA games, it's always nice to see someone doing something different, something weird. This is their best um, combination of like them doing let's shoot yeah. live action stuff. Let's shoot live action stuff and incorporate it into the game. And there's one section in particular that is pretty standout in terms of emerging gameplay with this uh uh this live action thing that they shot and um i won't spoil initiation it. four oh, yes the one yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i don't think we should spoil it maybe so but it's people, very good <laughs> i've heard so many people you refer know, to this yeah, bit, and i don't know what it is yet it's I'm really, really hoping to get to it without spoiling it but it sounds uh, I, I i think you can to be honest with you i think i think you can i think like people will talk about this year as one of the best years ever in, in gaming um, I would actually, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't argue too much against it, but I actually think the highs of some of the moments in this year's games are some of the best of all time. Like, you know, I think the best thing about Final Fantasy 16 is the bosses, right? As mm-hmm. in, like, some of those boss battles are uh, just yeah. insane. Um, Initiation 4, in my mind, is very much, like, it is your Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 8, it is your and now, the last and like now. Your last, sorry your last of us <laughs> episode three of no, 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 like no. i for Take me Liam, i played that and i was like i have never <laughs> experienced something like this in the in the video game medium um it was it was a real high point um for me wow. genuinely i wouldn't go i wouldn't go that far but i love i love your enthusiasm for this. it it is cool though and especially having played two remedy games like back to back and then going into this one i was like Oh man, I think they're getting this. I think they're figuring out how to design a game finally. No, that was yeah. harsh. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those developers that I also love to support because yeah. I think there's a major problem with the industry. There is bloated budgets. Um, gross, it's yeah. not sustainable. Alan Wake Two, like Control, is a game that was made for less than like I think like fifty million. Really, right? it's. Yeah, and Control was the same. I think Control was made for $35 million. Um, And it was made in like three years or something, three or four years. So it's like, you know, they're a developer who I'll kind of, I'll give them a bit of a pass on some of the technical stuff because they're able to do it within a sustainable model. And it it will get better, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've heard that they stick the landing. at this moment in time, is it my game of the year? Actually, probably not. Um, the other game that I'm playing right now is probably my game of the year so far. Surprise! Is it on? Is it on this list that we're discussing? Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna tell us the podcast? You can if you want to. I mean, he said it earlier, but let's pretend to be something. Oh, fine, fancy. Thanks, Kev. Or, oh, oh um, Mario Wonder. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, Mario Wonder. 
and and they, and we can segue into it um, because I, I can I can make this one very short because like you guys know the situation with Mario right like super hardcore on story um, <laughs> emotional resonance. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The live action segment. A lot of live action amazing. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, Kev. Nice. <laughs> uh, to actually say that, Liam, to, 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 to round up of. I hear Bowser uh, hangs down in the first minute. Ever, there have been. There, there are moments in Alan Wake where genuinely I don't know if I'm watching live action or. Um, That's incredible. In render games. Like, there are some, some of those moments. Yeah, it, it really is a showcase. Um, Mario Wonder. Um, it's perfection. I'm, I'm saving <laughs> it for Christmas Day, which is why I'm unable to talk. Hey, everyone who's listening, have listened to my January episode of Halo Listen, where I ranked every Mario game, and I said, "God, for 2D Mario's, we need something new and fresh." And now, own has it happened? They listened. <laughs> it's um, they did listen, um, mm. and boy, did they listen. Um, I think I've played pretty much all 2D Mario's. Um, mm-hmm. I famously owned two Wii U's and bought both uh, Mario, uh, the, the Mario U, Super, New Super Mario Bros. Yes, yes right. Yep. Um, super, super fun games. Love the multiplayer, Liam. I think you play the, like, that, yeah. like the Christmases with your brother, right? Like they're, they're great yeah. experiences like that. I remember playing four player um, at your house, Liam, and it's, you know, it's chaos and it's, and it's fun chaos. Um, but from a, a single player point of view, I think we have been starved of, I'd say, old school Mario in terms of control. Um, I Those new Super Mario Bros, I think I'm right in saying that there was a widespread complaint that Mario was very floaty in those games. Um, and yeah. from a momentum point of view, um, Digital Foundry did an amazing video on this, by the way. If it's 25 minute analysis of pretty much everything that they've upgraded for this, highly, highly recommend. But they showed like when Mario lands on a block of a set of three blocks, that momentum in Mario Wonder will take you to the edge of the last block and you won't fall over. But in the new Super Mario Bros. U, you fucking go forever. So the actual jumping is the same, vertical jumping. All of that timing is pretty much spot on, but something as you know, quote unquote, basic as jump and momentum can massively change and make it feel like it's off. Um, Mario so Wonder is—it's so, it's so heartening. It's so heartening to hear that Nintendo are still fine-tuning Mario's movements in a two D space because yeah, they've been yeah. doing it like expertly for—they've th- been the best at that yeah, for thirty yeah. years. It's—it's it's, it's cool to see that it's still you know room for improvement that's wonderful to hear and wonderful. it is and and that's the thing it, this is like as almost as snappy and uh, as it gets right so like from a control perspective it is superb what i love about well like one of the um behind the scenes thing on on this i don't know if you guys know this but supposedly nintendo came to essentially the mario team and there, there's three people from who worked on the original nintendo mario who were like level designers oh, cool. are still working on this. Um, no but they Amazing. went to the Mario team and pretty much told them, you have a blank check in infinite time. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Which is, so, and like in, in a game that works in a 2D where it is, you know, there's a beginning, a middle, and end of a stage. Mm-hmm. That is a 
yeah. wicked fucking thing because there is only so much framework that you can actually work within. This is each level is joy after joy after joy. It is brimming with creativity. It is fucking bonkers in terms of some of the shit that they came up with. You know, the, the hook on this one is the wonder flower, which is it pretty much is in every level. Halfway through the level, you find a secret flower and then Mario goes on this massive fucking LSD trip and the level <laughs> completely changes and crazy shit happens. It's, it's chaos in the best way possible. So almost every level is two levels within one which is just absolutely outstanding um, within it, within, within its own right. And I, I found one of the things that I was thinking while I was playing it was, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means a completionist, but, like, when I would play those new Super Mario Bros, when they would have the collectibles of, like, get your three coins per level, I'd be a one and done. If I got two, I wouldn't give a shit because it would be enough to progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am playing this game... Anytime that I would get it, I'm straight back in to try and find Brilliant. where it is. So funnily enough, it like clicked with me that this feels way more like a puzzle type Mario game as well, because it's not as clear cut of I have to do this. And like you can pretty much also back backtrack, I believe. I believe that's right. Mm. And it's like mm-hmm. it becomes almost a, the levels a puzzle of like, what do I need to do that's out of the ordinary here to try and find this thing? And that in itself is absolutely, again, absolutely fantastic. And it's one of those eureka moments of, oh my God, why did I not think of this? And it was so clear cut. Either I wasn't using my superpower or I wasn't taking advantage of the enemies that were in that stage to potentially smash oh, a bricker. I love that, or whatever I love that own. That sounds so cool. It's, it, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not for every level. Um, what is amazing in my situation right now is you have your longer levels, but then you'll have something that's like a, uh, just a challenge or a breakup kind of level that sit, sits between everything that can take literally 10 seconds to complete. So you're in, you're out, it's instant gratification. And then you're onto something that will take, you know, f- five minutes, uh, to complete, which, you know, with a newborn child for me, I can pick up and play just like that. And it, Right. It's the perfect was remedy it, was, for that. Was this the perfect timing for a game to come out uh, for your your kind of like newborn daughter kind of situation you have? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's absolutely no doubt about that. The pick, pick like this is what the Switch was kind of made for, like mm-hmm. genuinely that pick up and play for minutes and get that level of gratification is just absolutely unrivaled with a game like this. I got to give shout out to the animation. Um, and the style of this game this is yeah this is one of the best like uh pieces of work actually that i've ever seen nintendo do because it's this 3d sensibilities in a 2d environment but the character design has a sprite level design to it so like Mm. by that is like mario looks like a 3d model but how they'll do something like a design on his face. Like they'll put his smile over on like the right-hand side of his face. So he actually looks like a 2d sprite imprinted on a 3d model of Mario. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like they're so it's, it's very clear that they put so much thought into those small little things. It's really basic things now of like, um, 
enemies will meet your eyes. So like if you're coming up a Goomba <laughs> and you like jump above him, the Goomba will just go. Oh, and then like someone, a Goomba behind him will actually do the same of like reacting to you bouncing on him to be like, oh shit. Like as in the... Oh, that makes me the, so happy. Level, I don't know why. The, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's joyous in that sense, right? Mm. And it's like, it's every time I play it, it seems to be that there's something new and it's these little things that are the Nintendo quality. And you guys will know what I'm talking about, but there's basic things of like when Mario will go through a horizontal pipe and he's wearing one of his special caps he'll go first but the cap will stay behind him but it'll stick his hand out and grab the 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 cap and bring it with him and it's little things like that that bring this i think they took a lot of inspiration from the mario movie actually of because i thought mario was so expressive in that movie i thought like you know fun fun movie but it was it was a next level that they probably learned a bit from of how they can um show more expression on a 2d plane um so that's absolutely absolutely uh fantastic i can just it's a joy (laughs) it is a real joy i i thought uh, whoever's seen donkey's review actually um he made a good point of i thought these um flowers the little flowers throughout were going to be this really kid-friendly very annoying like they talk don't even notice them You just, yeah, oh yeah, you just run past yeah. them and they'll shout encouragement at you, mm. and, which is just like, you know, re- really nice. It's yeah, a right. really nice <laughs> game, but then sometimes where you're looking for those stars, like I mentioned, those collectibles, they will say a clue that you won't clue into it of, oh, they're telling you what you're meant to be doing right now to find this thing of like, you know, something along the lines of, oh my God, you know, this is a really small room or today it's really hot. And it's like, okay, you have this elephant power where you can suck up water from your trunk and then spray that <laughs> out. So it's it's little tidbits like that of like, not everything they say is going to drive um, an, like an action like that. Sometimes it's just a passive comment, um, mm-hmm. but they will give you these little snippets of clues. Um, absolutely one of the best i would say second or third best 2d mario probably the best since um maybe mario 3 in my opinion wow. it is just a complete and utter joy and that, and that and that's it it's just joy it is fun we keep trying to be annoyed by nintendo and it's just like like they are annoying but they do make quite good yeah. games very good it's the unfortunate yeah. thing and like you said there is like only thing, right? you mentioned it's... there that the, the hat coming out of the web. there is i've never been able to put my my finger on it there's a little nintendo magic that they have yeah. in like the small moments that you see it's kind of like oh like in mario galaxy like the music the way the music changes when you're doing a certain oh, thing or something it's, it's just a little like moments it. that completely kind of you know you're like yeah that's that's what you trust nintendo for yeah and it kind of it stays and with the, you and with this one it's like the mario's abilities are tenfold and then it's not only the hat abilities, they have badges and they have, it looks like 30 badges and those badges, you can equip them as mm. you want in each level, right? So right. it's like a jump with pressing or will do a, uh, it'll turn Mario's cap into a parachute so you can glide. Then there's a dolphin badge, which will pretty much give you a dive dash if you're uh, underwater um there's a whole there's one that will make you run faster on sand um 
there's right. one that will give you a triple jump because the triple jump isn't in this. There's an RPG element to this Mario. That's insane. Slight yeah. one, a slight yeah. one at least. You can you can do a, equipment. A slight one, exact exactly. Hmm. It is ten out of ten. Um, yeah, ten out of ten. It is colorful. It is vibrant. It is creative. Um, you know, I I it is the perfect Christmas game. It really yeah. is. It is that Christmas morning game. Throwing it up on your TV, Marcy. The the one thing I actually, you know, Marcy and I are texting back and forth about OLED technology right now. Yeah, this is the thing. I'm like, why do I have a stinky fucking LCD switch screen? I yeah. couldn't even imagine how vibrant this would be on a switch OLED. Yeah, it says like, pop. that is what it's built for. Ooh. Yeah, isn't it yeah. incredible at this at this life stage of the switch? It's releasing something this incredible like that. That's I don't know, man. You sold that on. I think it's my game of the year. I haven't even played it. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, the switch needs the switch needs to end. But I'm like, yeah, I'm buying Mario RPG. I'm buying Mario Wonder. I'm buying uh, on Mario. I'm buying the Paper Mario remake. I'm gonna buy that that Princess Peach game. I'm Peach. Like, I'm like in my in my heart. I'm like end the switch and get the new one. But I'm like, yeah, if you keep releasing weird Mario games, I'm gonna buy them. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's awesome, guys. Honestly, uh, so. it's it's absolutely outstanding. Kevin hasn't been thrown to you yet, and I think mm. dealer's choice, man. You got Resi Four, you got Spider Man, you got Tears of the Kingdom. What do you want to like throw the conversation to next? Um, well, I suppose we'll stick with a we'll stick with a Nintendo event for a moment because um, it has been a particularly strong year for them Ninty boys. Weird. Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I haven't played enough of Baldur's Gate yet to have an opinion. I know Alan Wake has a lot of buzz behind it because it's doing really interesting things narratively. It's very visually impressive. I mean, there's a, there's an argument to be made that Tears of the Kingdom is the best one. And I don't mean this year. I just mean in general. I think it yeah. might be, like like on a technical or conceptual level, it might be the best video game ever made. Now, I don't know if that's isn't enough there... for it to win Game of the Year this year. But, <laughs> but isn't there isn't there isn't there a weird kind of like we were saying there specifically talking about an award ceremony that, ceremony that's happening though, I and I kind of agree with this. There is a kind of a thing where no one kind of wants it to win, but everyone loves it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. this is something else's moment. We all respect yeah. and admire Zelda, but maybe it wouldn't be the most. I think when Last of Us Part Two won in twenty twenty, there was that kind of feeling. of was like, yeah, well, actually, it was a whole different avenue to that. People kind of like hating on it for whatever yeah. reason. But when Last of Us Two won, people were kind of like, yeah, <laughs> people kind of like were like, I think I'm kind of okay with that. I think like in terms of, th- of things I've played, like uh, even though I played nine hours, I'm kind of like Alan Wake could take this. Yeah. That'd be that'd be more interesting. But I completely agree with you, Kev. Just I, because I think it's you expected it. You, I knew Tears of the King mm. was going to be brilliant. I knew I was going to pick it yeah. up and play it and absolutely fall in love with it right away. Boris Gate and what well, no one saw it in Wake coming, I think. And then Boris Gate, yeah. I knew it was going to be great, but not as great as it was or is. But as Kev said, any other year though, the the the, the oh, design, yeah. the, the the core design of Tears of the Kingdom does, yeah. needs to be celebrated. You know what I mean? It's just incredibly good. And I know there's all these other things you can kind of. I talk about other games but in terms of just like i hate to say like well i won't just talk about mario wonder there like uh, in, in terms of just like um epicenter of wonderment but tears of the kingdom for me is like that as well i have complaints about it i think npcs talk a bit too much but if you just remember my time if i just remember my time with it the design what they managed to pull out of the switch on that one was absolutely fantastic yeah i think if you look at it like in terms of 
the sort of the, the game structure, the design of the temples, the design of the shrines, the way the combat sandbox plays out, the story for the most part, all of that is like an improvement over Breath of the Wild and would be a game of the year contender in any other year. But then you take all of that and then you put the ultra hand ability on top of it. Oh, yeah. The ability to just make whatever the fuck you can imagine in this game. You want to build a Metal Gear? Work away. You want to build a speedboat <laughs> or a fucking yeah. a, a armored car with lasers attached to it? Go nuts. It's just, it's, it's a really incredibly well-made open world Zelda game that also has this borderline unlimited creativity sandbox like stapled onto it in a way that's really cohesive. It's just it's just a staggering achievement. The amount of work that must have gone into making sure that the oh. these abilities don't Can't break the game. And it plays yeah. so well, exactly. exactly. And it plays yeah. so well. Like it, <clears throat> a, a lesser design with, with Ultrahand, like, it would have fallen apart. Like. That's the thing. I love hearing other developers around the time, like the discourse yes. amongst the development yeah. community yeah. was like the, the, the likes of Naughty Dog staff apparently were all like, how the fuck did they actually <laughs> oh. do this? So yeah. complicated. Like, like Kev, me and you literally have studied coding and development the last yeah. couple of years. I don't know how you build that. I know how they made Alan Wake 2. I know how they made Boris Gase, Mario. There's parts of Zelda I'm just like absolutely flabbergasted and blown away with. It's such a, it's it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's, it's the, the creativity of the idea and then the just immensely smooth execution of it that like within Tears of the Kingdom you can kind of use the powers in creative ways to circumvent sort of puzzles and obstacles and things but it never feels like you're breaking the game it always feels like you're being smart you're using the tools available to you and if you do that to you know completely avoid a puzzle or something good on you you found another solution you know um and like I said like like in a lesser game, it would just be a recipe for bugs and crashes and disaster. And it just, it just, it's impeccable. It's flawless. Like. And are we able to spoil it now? I think we are. The fact that they also, I think so. Like they could have, they could have sold it. But no, no, I do know this. They could have sold you know the game this, on this. He gets but his were, lad out. But, yeah, yeah. but they were there. Hangs down the first time. They were just like, the and then he dies. They were just like, yeah, we're. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> They were just like we're reusing the old we're we're reusing the old map and there's also gonna be a sky section and the sky section is really cool. It's kind of smaller, more kind of isolated things, kind of cool puzzles up there. It's cool to explore, it's cool to do all that, it's cool to be able to just shoot out of a cannon and be up there immediately. I love all that, and you're on like a dinky ass Nintendo Switch and you're doing that. But they they could have sold their game around there being three layers. They did not in any of the press or anything talk about the underworld section of it which is almost like a different game and I'm, I, I vibe with the idea yeah. of someone not maybe liking it as much but I'm still impressed that it's there and the, I, I one of my favorite gaming moments of 2023 is always going to be the realization that I had where I'm not just gone down into a little dungeon this is as big as the map above there's another underground map beneath Hyrule that they just didn't talk about and it's different it's kind of like fumbling around the dark it's more dungeon crawly almost i did it's chart the whole evil. thing and i yeah i really enjoyed it i did it actually one of the things i did do i didn't do every side quest in this game but i did chart all the underground because there was a, something so i don't know mysterious about it so kind of mm. 
but I, when I finished all the main plots, I had about less than a third of it charted. So it was very much something I just stuck on to my last kind of 10 hours of, of, of the gameplay. But I don't, I think I'm so impressed that Nintendo had the confidence to not even talk about it because you could have yeah. built all your kind of press around that. Uh, three layers. Breath of the Wild was one high rule. Now it's like sky, land, and um, the depths. And they didn't. Well, I like, it was a, I like that it was, a, it was hidden in the name and nobody put it together. What do you mean, Noam? There's different tiers. Tiers? Tiers. I have Holy never, shit. Tiers of the I have never thought about that. Oh That's my hilarious. God. I wonder, did you figure oh, that yourself no. right now? You're blowing my mind. Does the internet know? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Shit. I have never thought See, of that. That's this is so why you funny. get paid the big bucks. Wow, yeah. Well, back with a bang, yeah. Oh my God. Note for the audience. Ten, I'm the only person. 10 out of 10. No notes. Podcast. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I look. I this was the game I was actually playing when baby was born because this was the like mm-hmm. I'm going to have I'm going to be awake all the time and uh, I'll have all of the time to play this. I played about third, I think about thirty hours of it, and um, that that was enough for for me. Um, yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. I was in the right place to. Uh, I, I explained to my wife, I'm like, this is this is incredible. I'll be texting you guys tr- throughout those wonderment moments that I'm now experiencing with Mario, where those things like when you first use Ultra Hands, and you're like, this is cool. But then you get into a more complex situation, and you're like, this is something that I've never experienced before and is completely <laughs> blowing my mind. Yeah. But I, I think I'll be fair to say because i don't think i'm in the minority but i just missed the i'm at that point where i'm missing that old school zelda formula yeah um on a 3d stage you know it's uh, yeah I, I was telling liam even though the dun like they had dungeons in this i think part of my disappointment um kev was actually they weren't they weren't exactly what I had in my mind, which is kind of my fault of I'm getting Breath of the Wild with added dungeons, which is th- what I yeah. thought I was getting. Yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, when I arrived at the first one of the the, the four sort of main quest temples, I went to uh, the Wind Temple. When I first like landed into it and the like the location text pops up on screen and it says Wind Temple, I was like, oh shit, it's a Zelda game. They're bringing back temples. This is important. This is this is a big deal, and then it was really good. It was it's a good dungeon, but it's not a traditional Zelda temple. It can't be because of the abilities that you have in that game. It would break a traditional temple because you just I don't know collect up a load of sticks and make a bridge and just go to the end of the level, you know. Fair. Um. So it, I do agree with you though. Maybe not to the same extent. I don't know if I would say that I was disappointed. I would like to see them for the next mainline Zelda game. Don't go bigger, go smaller. Yeah. Make something a bit more, make something a bit more focused, a bit more narrowed in scope. Make something closer to a traditional Zelda game next. Because, I mean, but then again, at the same time, when they, after Breath of the Wild came out, I said, I don't see how they could make something bigger and have it still be good. And then they proved me completely wrong. So I'm still saying the same thing about Tears of the Kingdom. I don't see how they yeah. can go bigger and still make it good. I think they should go smaller next time. But, you know, I've been certified in it as an idiot, so who knows? <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm really... Who, Marcy, was it your 
yourself and Kev and Liam, actually, you guys were the big Elden Ring crew. Mm. I Marcy, not so much, I think. Yeah, I think about thirty yeah, hours. Yeah, kind of, kind of I got that. into it hardcore. That was a whole thing for a while there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. Bre- it, t- it took over for a while so there. The mm. the design philosophy of Breath of the Wild. I'm actually surprised that that hasn't reverberated as much as it has through the industry. I think Elden Ring is the big one that kind of took influence um, from it. Mm. It seems. Um, I'm curious to see if um, Tears of the Kingdom will shape how games are made in the future or if this is going to be similar to breath of the wild and it's that thing but like kev to your point i think um liam while while you were gone i was the point i made was i I tell people i was gone you've got this bit out no i'm all i'm all about breaking the fourth wall you know what i mean come in come in it's party over here let's chat hi um yeah that i missed the zelda formula but kev i agree i would i'm at this stage even just with open world games in general and i think mm. that my prediction of like what you'll see in grand theft auto 6 next week or the week after um yeah. like their big thing is going to be you can literally go into anything like yeah. you can go into any shop you can go into yeah, like any gonna be the big store thing. Like I think that's going to be like the big thing. Um, yeah, I would. But love, I mean, techni- technically, I, you can do that in real life too, and we don't because it would be really fucking boring. <laughs> so why would we want to do that in a video game? I have I I have a somewhat elegant segue if we're okay to jump off uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, good game. Lead on. I had a moment in Spider-Man Two where I was like, "Oh my god, PS Five technology!" I was like, Spider-Manning. This is how you mm-hmm. do this. People can't see, but I'm doing a Spider-Man kind yeah. of pose. I was crawling Surely up a wall, and <laughs> yeah, I was crawling up a wall, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, I know this is not like you know the most impressive thing, maybe, but rather than just like you know, I was on a window and I can see into the apartment, and it looks like it's rendered in there. Like, it looks like there's someone like sitting down watching something, and like it looks yeah. like three like 3D. I'm so sorry, talking about like very basic words here to describe this. And then I crawled slightly to the right and saw the exact same room right next door. And then I crawled up and saw the exact same room and the same, <laughs> and the same person sitting down watching Netflix or whatever, as cool as it is, that's less immersive than just a blur on a window screen. So like, maybe I don't know yeah. what, the, <laughs> I don't know what the good thing to do is. That's how condo buildings are built though. <laughs> like if you, if you live in a condo building, all the, all the rooms are the same. Yeah, same yeah, You don't have all the. You don't have the same person going through the exact same animation. <laughs> well, I, well, they didn't know they'd have a fucking Peep and Tom playing the game, did they? Fucking that's that's how I. That's how I mainly play Spider Man. That's why I, yeah. I was like, yeah. Kev, how are you enjoying? You're now in the midst of the Spider Man. Uh, how are you? Enjoying I, I am. It? I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm firmly mid Spider. I am the the hyphen at the moment. Um, <laughs> I like that. That was good. Yeah, that was good. We should we should reward him for that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> please laugh um yeah it's good it's a really good game i i don't think it's anywhere near the level of the other game of the year nominees that i've played but it's definitely good it's it's a fun enjoyable can we say can we say romp on a podcast i want to call it a romp i think it's yeah. it's, it's, a, a, it's a good romp yeah but honestly you need that um, sometimes sometimes you don't want to be bowled yeah. over by a piece of media you just want to have like a bit of a good time with it and i think that's what these yeah. games do for me anyway um, but i think know, that's Spider-Man what insomniac and, yeah. as a developer are generally yeah very for good sure at, right? like, ratchet and yeah, clank I, I play i, I think I played ratchet, ratchet and clank, and clank this year five is is vastly underrated and probably underplayed mm. that is just a 
fun Absolutely. distraction. You tend to forget about it when it's done, but when you're in it, you're kind of like, yeah, when I have free time, I'm absolutely going to put two hours into this Ratchet and Clank game and have a good time. And it's like very, like, imme- the, the, the gratifications of a Ratchet and Clank are immediate, you know? Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. And like, as a, you're, you're an Xbox player. Have you played Sunset Overdrive? Yeah, yeah, I play, I've played a bit of it, all right. Um, Again, it's, it it's arcadey. Is... It's a fun time, right? Yeah, it's arcadey. It's a fun time. It's uh, It actually suffers from the same problem that I had with Viewfinder, where it's a game that won't shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I really, I really grew to resent every character in that game. Um, really, but it, like, right. yeah. But I found the the gameplay is just tons of fun. It's basically like it's proto Spider Man. It's Spider Man without the webs. Like you're just yeah rail grinding around. It's Tony Hawk's without the skateboard, killing zombies who've been created by tainted soft drinks. I don't know. It's mad. It's good fun though. Yeah, I. I do think it's indicative of the vibe that we're talking. We're talking about like six nominations for Game of the Year, and like a minute and a half into talking about Spider Man, we just suddenly start talking about a different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah like I said in the last episode, I really enjoyed my time with it. I enjoyed it more than I expected, but like completely ephemeral. Uh, I'm like not been like thinking about it. I've not been. And when I saw it come up on the thing, you know, I, I kind of did a bit of a noise earlier on. I think Final Fantasy 16 is a very uh, flawed game in a lot of ways. Although now thinking about it, I think it's a more interesting nomination than Spider-Man 2. Even though I think Spider-Man yeah. 2 overall at least gave me a kind of a flat line of a good experience while I had problems with 16, you know? It's just, yeah. I, I, how far are you in it, Kev? Is it, have, you, have you reached any shocking revelations about Spider-Man and his pals? Um, I, see, I don't know how spoilery to be, but I, I guess like it was in the promotional material. So like I, I like I've gotten far enough that um, Peter has the symbiote suit. Um, yes, my favorite like, part mostly, of the game, actually. Yeah, like the 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 the, the way mm. the combat sandbox changes when you get that suit mm-hmm. is yeah. good. It's good stuff. Like, the combat in those games I've always enjoyed anyway because it's very fluid. It's very fast. Um, but the, like the sheer brutality from the symbiote suit just takes it up to another level it's it is a ton of fun yeah for the most part i've just been i've been primarily like nomming up as much side content as i can find which i wasn't expecting to love as much as i did primarily the the miles based stuff um the peter side of things has left me a little bit cold um him mj and harry don't really land for me all that well but miles and his cast are great um and there's some stuff based around harlem and based around the um there's like a music museum in harlem and it's sort of a couple of missions based around that it's sort of tied into like the history of jazz and they've tied in sort of marvel marvel history tied in with the history of jazz happening in the universe it's good stuff it's a lot of fun yeah i heard with the side content of the game it it doesn't uh, i kind of like the sound of this that like it doesn't necessarily open everything up at once it'll only no, open yeah. up certain potential side content of that moment in time of where you are in the game so it kind of breaks it up rather than being like here's your open world now go find backpacks and every fucking dumpster type thing yeah yeah it it it's, it paces the stuff out a lot better than the previous games um and one thing i particularly like is you have your like your spider-man app in the game that shows you sort of what missions are available but whenever you check it it'll show you whatever the current main mission is and then it'll only show you side activities that are kind of within the same district as you so you don't have this huge laundry list of shit to take off it only ever shows you like five or six things at once 
-hmm. and then each one will have an icon next to it telling you which of the two spider-men can do it and you can kind of hold square to change spider-man at the time and jump between the two of them so it kind of while there is especially the further you get into it more and more side content unlocks but it never really overwhelms you with it at any one time there's only ever a couple of things to do um, and if you don't like the look of all that, just kind of go explore, engage with the fantastic traversal mechanics, go somewhere else, check the app again, and you'll see a new list of things to do. So it, it's good in that way. And mild spoiler, but uh, own, do you know the way Ratchet and Clank um, rift apart? Obviously, the big highlight was oh, going yes. through portals in the PS5, not having to load it. They in Insomniac, they were clearly like, will we come up with that technology for Ratchet and Clank? We need to have at least one sequence of portals. Uh, so there's a really Doctor cool Strange bit in the middle. Something. There's a really cool, yeah. There's a Doctor Strange oh, part cool. where you're like, he's not in it, but it's like, yeah, it's a magical device where you're you're miles and you're going through portals, and it's pretty cool. Okay. It's kind of like that. It's, it's like it's like I talk about it. I'm like, that was cool while I'm playing it, and I'm I'm kind of like, it's cool to talk about, but it's not going to blow the world apart. But it's a, uh, and I said in the last episode, you like the symbiote plotline from the comics slash cartoons. It's a good version of that. You like Venom. It's a yeah. good version of Venom. You mm-hmm. like. All the side villains, you know, there's the side quests have Cra- Craven is really well done, which I wasn't expecting. Yep, yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, Craven is like the kind of um, I was about to jump into a Final Fantasy VII metaphor, I will do it anyway. Uh, Craven is like the Shinra, and and Venom is like the Sephiroth of, of, the, of this game. <laughs> yeah. I just stuff. really like the sound that you can platinum this game in like 25 hours, yeah, yeah, like it's, sure. it's that digestible, like that's a like for an open world game, that length is just chef's That's kiss. okay. Yeah, yeah. I must be said as well. I was playing it, and uh, Owen, who's who's in the midst of raising his child, sent me a message, and was like, "Hey, man, I see you're playing Spider-Man. Can I share?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm not going to say no." And I just shared, and it was literally the final boss I was fighting. And I didn't even care. I was just like, "Yeah, look at this. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, this motherfucker." <laughs> Did you watch a bit of uh, it? Doesn't matter. It, it's fighting yeah, Venom. Fight Sorry, Kevin. That's a spoiler. Venom, Venom is the last boss, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah, I, I figured. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. There's a very. Um, I don't know if any of you heard of the controversy. Right towards the final battle, when everything is building together, Miles comes around and he's like, "And do you know what? We're up to choose from a slew of suits uh, from like comic yeah. history and stuff like that." Uh, Miles comes and like uh, Peter's like, "New suit?" And he's like, "Yeah, I needed a new drip," and everyone hates his suit and apparently it's like a merchandise tie-in that adidas designed it and everyone oh, no. hates it and you can't oh, change no. it for the final the final chapter of the That's game you can't no, really? so i love i when i'm when i'm playing i like peter i like peter in the most basic classic blue and red spider-man suit and i like miles yeah. in the uh, enter the spider-verse costume that's how i mm. i'm like other media that's how i that's why i like dressing my spider-man up you can't change it for the final battle. Not anything relevant. I just meant to bring it up in the last episode and I forgot to. That does kind of suck, though. <laughs> yeah. Look, we only have one more game. I kind of, in my head, I was like, we'll, we'll crescendo with Tears of the Kingdom since we've all played it. But unfortunately, we're going to crescendo with uh, Resident Evil 4, which, Marcy, you haven't played. Because you're... I have. Have you? Well, I've played the original one, yeah. Years and years ago, oh. like in GameCube. Oh. I don't know. Cause <laughs> That's I basically the same thing. Yeah. I literally thought you haven't played Resident Evil ever because you've been so afraid or something. I just no. I, I have this narrative no, in my head. That, 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 was a, that was a joke for the podcast, I guess. I got some legs. I played 2 and uh, 4 nice. and Village. A nice bit of Village, which I would say was quite scary. I'm going to begin this in a, in, a, in a weird way. I'm going to say, Oh, 
one of your game of the years is not nominated. Dead Space. Better game than Resident yeah. Evil Remake. Yeah. I am. It's been on my backlog all year to play the Dead Space remake because I love the original. I'm like, I'd love to see. I, I replayed it for this podcast, actually, when we did our Dead Space episode. And I was like, that's a game that can be improved in certain ways. So I'm dying to play the, the new one. But I am also Look, kind of a little bit. I, I'm like, I, is it better than Resident Evil 4? Even though I haven't played one of them. <laughs> I'm like, is it? Exactly. Look, I get why <laughs> both are excellent yeah. games. Um, Resident Evil 4 does more. You know, and and it's it is a remake, but there is more drastic changes. And I think, um, I almost think this year there's so many remakes that it could have there. It could literally be its own category. Its own category, itself, yeah. Right, like yeah, sure, yeah, for like, sure, man. Um, I, I think I text you guys like the Star Ocean game. I'm like, what the hell is this? This looks on that looks amazing. Star yeah, Ocean um, second yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it looks unreal. So it and the System Shock remake is does really more. interesting as well. Yeah, geez, that was all oh, this year. Yeah. Sorry, we go, sorry, I was getting Octopath Traveler. Like, oh, Octopath. Yeah, that wasn't a remake. That was uh, just a sequel. Was a remake. Wasn't it? Yeah. Octopath Traveler. Oh, sorry, I wasn't re-listening. I, I thought it was something <laughs> that came out this year. Sorry. <laughs> just like Baldur's Gate. That was good. I like that one. <laughs> I was on my phone. Sorry, my mom. My mom. My mom. This is Mario yeah, movie. Like, Resident yeah. Evil does more. I'm not surprised that that's probably why. I also think uh, recency bias is with the game awards is definitely a factor with the game awards um mm. the dead space can they vote they, they, it, it ain't the oscars it is voted by the public you see i would say though yeah, resident evil was Res, resident evil <laughs> came out in march it is kind of like did, did everyone forget about this one kind of like so i will dead say space, yeah, you mean. Dead space, even no no resident evil came out in march no, and dead space they, came out in february i'm saying they're both early ones of the year you know that could potentially have been forgotten in the massive um slew of amazing games that came out this year i was saying i'm delighted to see resident evil 4 nominated because i think it's a perfect video game that any other year would be celebrated as the crown jewel of the year uh, i know it's a remake and sometimes we you know it's probably better to go let's not nominate a remake but this is a really good fucking game a really good game and any other year it would be like potential winner i just absolutely not going to win a game of the year no. this year and no uh, and 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 that's fine, but it is so good. As in terms of Resident Evil Four being, I always say this: my second favorite game of all time, the GameCube one. Uh, I was beyond happy with the remake, beyond happy with it. I think it's like there's so much other things to cover with the other games, except for Mario Wonder, perhaps. You know, similar to Mario Wonder, I'm just talking about just pure gameplay. I think Capcom nailed it. The flow, the pacing, uh, the new mechanics. You know the degradating knife and how that kind of adds into the kind of um this is the action resident evil but now there are kind of more survival horror uh, survival horror elements you have to kind of you know concern yourself with do i spend money to repair my knife do i upgrade my gun i just thought that game was a roller coaster for about what is it it's long as well it's like 20 hours uh, and we did a whole episode about this kev but it's just this this might be the worst thing ever but i'm like oh good version of the story of resident evil 4 which yeah. the original had a had a campy ass b-movie story but i'm like this one is exactly what it needs to be it's around the level of a kind of a steven zagal movie from the 90s still but it's good it's a better version of these characters yeah absolutely i think the the they sort of pay homage to the the schlocky camp of the original there are still sort of jokes and one-liners there some new ones the that are much appreciated 
but it is i think a better execution of the story and a better execution of those characters particularly ashley the um the yes. the, the escort mission with ashley it was a strange she was a strange homunculus she was a strange homunculus in the original and I don't know what they were trying to do in writing that character. But yeah, she's a human being in this one. She's a college student who's very afraid. And she she's just teamed up with the hottest man in the world, who's the best guy to get her out of this situation. And I'm okay with that dynamic. He's all like, yeah. stop talking to me. But in a kind of a cool way, because he has to shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, it's it was recently added to Game Pass, so it's definitely it's on my radar. It's on my to do list, and I don't have to spend any more Marcy, actual money I, on it. Th- there is certain um, credence to Marcy's lore of scary things. To be fair, <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Resident Evil. It was Silent Hill, right? Uh, scarier. Silent Hill Two is getting a remake next year. Yeah, that's right. I Eddie, you can't just fixed. kill someone because the way they look at you. That's a quote from Silent Hill too. And get past the first half an hour. But the, <laughs> uh, uh, this is a scary game. Dead Space. Dead Space. We're talking about now. Yeah. Scary, yeah. scary game. It's, it's uh, a gooey. Actually, Liam, I would, I would say that the only comparative um, lighting technology would probably be, be Dead Space. Um, and it works in the that corridor environment, um, but lighting in terms of Marcy, to, to Alan Wake, to Alan Wake, you from mean a, from a scare standpoint? Yeah, correct. Um, it's a it's a good haunted house ride that doesn't yeah. change the fundamentals of the original. It is the original built up um, uh, from the ground up with unbelievable visuals and the sound design is next level and it is a it is a period of games that i miss and it's actually alan wake feel alan wake 2 feels like a game out of time in the sense of like that's what they used to make on the ps3 era um yeah resident evil 4 actually liam i can see the dna of of that in alan wake 2 as well yeah but it's like we're giving you a linear experience that's eight to 16 hours and it's just going to be a fun ride um but even though it was one of my game one of my probably my third favorite game of the year um i can also massively see why it was um it not in even probably any of the conversations it is strange i think it might be the year that's ended as well because i was thinking resident Evil 4 wouldn't make the cut for this i was expecting starfield or diablo uh, to get a nomination and I was like um, and I was kind of like gutted because you know differences of opinion but I think Resident Evil 4 is this weird perfect video game a perfect piece of design just this kind of like you know it doesn't have the narrative heft of some of the other games we're talking about obviously it's Resident Goddamn Evil and it's the fourth Resident Evil which is very yeah. silly but it just and the gameplay loop the pacing it maybe might be slowed down by um, side missions that I don't think are necessary but they don't really did you hate the side missions Kev or are you okay with them? No, I didn't hate them, I, but I definitely, mm. I would say I tolerated them and I did them to get them out of the way. Um, yeah, there's like three times it asks you to go back to areas you've been in and kill rats. Yeah. And I was like, that's not really in spirit of the pacing of the game, you no. know. Um, but it was one of those, like Capcom have been on a roll with this franchise, in in my opinion. I'm a big fan of 7 and 8. I'm a, I think 8 is a bit underrated and kind of, they've all been kind of overshadowed by uh, 4 Remake. It's modern Capcom's best game by far in my opinion 
Yeah. Do you think they'll go back to the third person? I don't know. Do I think I don't know, Kev? Well, I don't know what's going to happen with Resident Evil. I, th- I think I need a breather from Resident Evil. I think they shouldn't make any game for five years. I don't know oh, if any of you have played <laughs> it. Um, Marcy, you have access to it. It might even be on sale right now. Resident Evil 4 VR on Oculus is... No, I haven't. I'm mad to try it out, an experience. Though. It is an experience. Yeah. It works way better than it should. Yeah. Uh, and there's Resident Evil 8 got VR this year as well. Mm-hmm. Capcom are big advocators of VR, but obviously when VR was starting, or maybe I, I don't know when becoming mainstream, I wasn't keeping an eye on it. Resident Evil 7 was a big one of that, and I uh, commend anyone who plays Resident Evil 7 VR because I'm quite frightened of that game when I'm just sitting in front of my TV playing it. Marcy, that's the one you need to stay, steer clear of, honestly. My, my, Resident Evil 7 is genuinely frightening. Like, genuinely. The atmosphere is thick in that one. Or you should yeah, play it and stream it on Mega Four. They're all on my list that I'm not going to go near. I'm, I'm too old, man. I think you'd I'm, really enjoy Four. I really do. The Four remake. I don't think it's that scary at all. It's tense. You're you're, you're playing you're playing the Half Life games like those well, things with the st- that that sequence with the stalkers. Uh, is that what they're called? The big things on, on like the tripod yeah. things. That's they're, they're about terrifying. as ten. That's about yeah. as tense as Resident Evil Four gets. I think you'd love it, man. Honestly, I think you'd I, love I it. I will say I've been you know I I recently watched the the fall of the House of Usher. Which was yes. <laughs> so I'm that's me putting my toe in. I'm getting like I'm trying to get better at it, and Steph is kind of taking me by the hand, and I'm, I'm 35. But you know, I was gonna say, do we want to you know maybe kind of put our name on what we think will win Game of the Year uh, on the podcast and, and, and see what we what we go is with? it our maybe, nomination our nomination or what we think will win? Maybe do both. What your your nomination and who you think should uh, should win? Yeah, well, I'm gonna start. So I think Baldur's Gate is gonna win. And I haven't played anything, everything yet. Sorry, uh, in, uh, Mario, uh, Mario Wonder. I've purposefully left off. I think it's going to be Baldur's Gate. Uh, my um, nomination is Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. My uh, nomination for winner, I should say. Yeah, and I would be exactly the same. I think Baldur's Gate is going to win it. I think it's it's getting carried there by the sort of obviously like the, the intrinsic qualities of the game itself. But also like the, the way it just sort of hit on to hit into the zeitgeist in a way that it's having its cultural yeah, moment. Yeah. I think it's going to ride that wave to victory. It, I do think it feels like Elden Ring last year. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I do think Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of Kingdom would get it if I had to say. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I think Baldur's Gate would do. And what I will say as well is um, I'm dying to play it, so I'm not like like I just haven't yet. Uh, I'm not going to play it in time for this uh, game of the year. Um, ceremony i would love even though i'm only nine hours in i would love to see alan wake get it as well it's, that would be cool that would be a cool choice i obviously mario wonder is mine um yeah i'm gonna be the dark horse and actually say that alan wake um we'll do it. is going to win mm. um it is a, a i think from a because the waiting structure is super weird I don't feel like for, it is the community, but there's also a big weight. There's a panel on as well. The, yeah, there is a panel, um, and Alan Wake is such a critical darling. Mm-hmm. I yeah, wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see Alan Wake um, pull it. It's also like the Keeley Awards. I really like <laughs> yeah. the guy, and he almost does <laughs> seem to steer towards. Again, something the artistic and auteur level type things, right? For like sure. His yeah. best buddies with Del Toro, his best buddies with Kojima, 
and yeah, the lads. Well, I think it's a one-way um, relationship with Kojima. That, that's my <laughs> no, head I don't. Anyway. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> no, 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 I'm only really joking. No, I'm only really joking. Mar- Marcy, what do you think? <laughs> I, I think Bar's case uh, will win it, um, and it probably is my choice as well. But yeah. Tears of the Kingdom is a masterpiece. It's one of the best games ever made. I hope people it won't get it though, it. will it? I think we all realize that. I think, and and also, I think if Tears of the Kingdom was read out, I don't think there'd be satisfaction. As much as I love it, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I actually think Mario Wonder would be more interesting if Nintendo gets it. I think Mario Wonder would be the more interesting one than Tears. Yeah, um, I will leave you guys with two other predictions. Okay. Um, yeah, which is. The one thing that I do appreciate about what the Game Awards has become and why we actually all watch it is yeah. uh, it's sweet, sweet the trailers. premiere. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. The Oscars don't give new trailers for uh, movies coming out. They will. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you. In five years from now, that that is what the Oscars wow. will become with their yeah. dying viewership. And Jeff uh, Keighley will die happy. I mean, yeah, I mean he could live I, happy. I don't know why he's dying. dying five years. Dying, yeah. In five Miranda. years, yeah, no, that. But he's a young man. He's sprightly. He's sprightly. Yes, he you will. Much you more... will. This is my bold prediction of what you will see because I like playing this game. You will see New Uncharted, starring Cassie Drake. Okay. You're going to see Death Stranding two because Kojima. I've seen that already. And then yeah. for Liam, you will see Elden Ring, in some capacity. Elden Ring too. Me and Kev were talking about Ring, that. Like, there's, think... there's an Elden Ring DLC that's been announced with nothing shown for it yet, so that's definitely yeah. a possibility. Right, right, right. I want Bloodborne two more than Elden. If we're going to FromSoft, I'd love a Bloodborne two, but I think that's just. I a... don't. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Yeah, why not? Like also, it. like. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, one of our longer episodes, but that was super fun. Hopefully, fun for people to listen to. But I'm actually just talking about myself right now. That was like really fun. Um, <laughs> I think Aww. I think I think it's Baldur's Gate. I think Marcy, you the way you described it, I think is how everyone's feeling about it who's played it. So the votes are gonna kind of reflect that. I think um everyone else is more half hearted. And I, and I think Baldur's even Gate from fans. the outside in, like Marcy, <laughs> you're right, like culturally and that cultural mm-hmm. impact, like it was and this is why I'm actually Liam I'm kind of on par. I'm surprised not to see potentially Star Citizen or not Star Starfield. <laughs> Star <laughs> um <laughs> But the Boulder's Gate influence that it had on yeah. pop culture, it was like, you know, it was that YouTube game, right? Like everyone was playing yeah. it. Everyone was talking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I haven't played it yet, but the culture at the time, the pop culture was thick. You know, just being on the internet, just streamers playing it, uh, videos uploading. I, I know things about this game that because just my algorithm just sent it to me. It was one of those moments. Yeah. A, a literal, new, like one thing that happened, a trend was developers were upset that they felt Bar's Gate 3 had raised the That's bar right. for games in general. And that yep. became like a discourse and like an actual thing, which I think kind and of did, really... And did know, they go into crunch or anything in making that game? Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm, they'll say they didn't, but I'm sure they did. There are one of their offices is actually in Dublin, uh, one of Larian's offices. Wow. Um, you want to knock on him right now? Oh no, you're not in Dublin anymore. Sorry, no, no. I, well, I'm I'm hiding um, uh, in uh, <laughs> from Dublin right now. I'll give you an idea <laughs> yeah. what date this podcast was uh, recorded. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it'll win, and and I think it's great for Larry. And they're you know small in the studio as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm very excited to play Alan Wake. You guys have sold that and Mario Wonder to me in a big way. Did you I'm play sorry. the first? Or you were playing the first one, Marcy, right? And yeah, I played a bunch. I played a bunch of it and then had to stop because Steph wanted to play it. So that's just the way my life runs, I guess. 
Um, so when she, I forget she listens to this as well. Um, when uh, when she's finished, I get Tread back softly. to it. Yeah, and I let you, I let you know. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Hey Look Listen. Thank you for me, Liam Sheen. Does everyone want to do kind of a, a, a goodbye? Yeah, I'll I'll do a goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Jonathan, and make sure you check out Liam's latest story. It's fantastic. Oh, yes, thank you so much. It's really, really brilliant. Yeah, and uh, goodbye. I'll do, I'll do all the goodbyes. I'll do actually goodbye from Owen. Uh, Owen, if you would, a good time. No, <laughs> after you. No, I was actually saying um, to my wife, um, I wish I was half as talented as Liam um, from a uh, writing standpoint. Um, delivery was a bit suspect, but I enjoyed it. Um, I'm okay with that. But, uh, I did one reading and I was like, not doing that again. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, no, genuinely, Mars here. You're totally right, Liam. That that was a really awesome special. Um, I want more. The people have yes. spoken. Um, a sequel. Yeah. My For my goodbye, people. I would also like to take this opportunity to plug Liam's writing. It's really good. Everyone should check it out. And I cede the rest of my time to Back to Marcy. Oh, back to Marcy, is it? Back oh, to cool. me. That's uh, interesting. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, he just looked like again. he wasn't paying attention, uh, so I thought. Uh, I was thinking of Octopack Traveler again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mine completely away. Uh, Liam, I'll let you, uh, you you talk us out there. That's the ending done, I think. Everyone, thanks so much for listening to Hey Look Listen, and please tune in next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Treat yourself. <laughs>